masculinity, women, mastery, more energy, a better tribe, whatever the hell it is that makes you feel alive. Welcome to the Live More, Regret Less podcast. We talk about what really matters so that you can have the right purpose, the power to pursue it, and the drive to sustain. G'day, g'day. Check it out. Today we've got Boyson Hodgson from the Mankind Project. This is the first place that I went to, uh, did a male initiation, got involved with men's groups, radically changed my life. Just, oh, got some balls, got some kahunas. You know what I'm saying? And today, he tells us, what is the Mankind Project? What is male initiation? You've already been initiated into manhood. Is it the one you wanted? If it's not working out, how do I fix it? The metaphorical maps and archetypes that run our lives, the four basic archetypes of a man, committing 100% and realizing that the fucking phone's just going to keep on ringing until you pick it up. Here is Boyson Hodgson. Okay, so welcome back, guys. Really appreciate you tuning in as always. Today we've got um, someone that I'm really excited to talk to, Boyson Hodgson from the Mankind Project. How you doing? I'm doing well. Thank you for having me, Josh. I appreciate it. Good stuff. Um, so something that's a little bit of a tradition here and is something that I got from uh, one of my best friends, Tim Longhurst, in uh, one of our men's circles is to check in and but to check in with a, a low and a high for the week. So I'll, I'll model that. I'm, I'm checking in feeling really invigorated. I... Yeah, it's really cold at the moment, and I've been exposing myself to the cold a fair bit, which is, yeah, it's been really exciting. So I think that with that invigoration in mind, the low for the week was the cows broke through from this property that I'm looking at, um, looking after, and they made a massive mess around the area that they're not meant to be in. And so I spent most of yesterday shoveling cow shit, and then... The high for the week is I'm flying off to America on Tuesday, so I'm pretty pumped. Nice. <laughs> oh, wow. I, yeah, okay. Uh, Boysen, Hodgson, I am... Right now I'm sitting with a lot of joy, excitement. I feel that in my throat, feel that in my belly, the radiant um, gratitude. Yeah. Uh, high for me this week... Uh, happened earlier today, actually. Um, my family and I uh, got a gift. Somebody gifted us a photo shoot, at, which we did about three weeks ago. And so myself, my wife, my two kids uh, went to a place, had all these pictures taken with this really fun woman, and she sent us the the portfolio today to look through. Sweet. And just going through those pictures, the I, I can feel that joy, the tear, tears of joy well up just seeing how radiant my kids look. And I'm an adoptive dad, so I, I entered the parenting scene way, way late. And our, my kids were 8 and 10 when we met, and now they are 10 and 13. And just seeing their eyes and their smiles and, and, and all these really cool blows me away proud proud dad uh low for the week what's a low for the week yeah things things can be um 
I have long, long task lists, and uh, there are a couple of days this week when the fires that were popping up were getting in the way of me uh, knocking stuff down off of my project list, and uh, I get frustrated and and uh, crappy, crabby when that <laughs> happens. I'm in. Awesome. Thank you. So um, for a lot of the guys out there, I'll just um, keep you let you up to date we were just talking I did my um, what's called initiation training or new warrior training in about 2014 so I'm pretty familiar with the mankind project structure would you mind just sharing and filling in the guys that would have no idea what this is yeah and I I did mine 10 years earlier 2004 (laughs) well it, here in here in New England, where I am in the United States, northeastern United States. So the Mankind Project is a, a it's a global brotherhood of nonprofit NGO organizations. We are uh, eleven global regions now. All of the regions are kind of independent operations, um, and we are tied together by a couple of things that we do really well. So we do, as you said, this initiation training, the New Warrior Training Adventure, which we've been running since 1985. Uh, The New Warrior Training started out as something called the Wild Man Weekend. In the middle of the United States, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, uh, and it caught fire in the U.S., very quickly moved into Canada, then jumped the pond into the U.K., Uh, then jumped into Europe and French-speaking Europe, German-speaking Europe, jumped to South Africa, jumped to New Zealand, jumped to Australia. We're now uh, expanding into Singapore, into India. We have a men's group started in China. We run three NWTAs in Mexico. So, and all developing independently of each other, like, but with these themes, this theme of brotherhood, this theme of initiation, and we run men's groups. So we have peer facilitated support groups, accountability groups, mastermind groups, however you want to call them. Um, for guys, we've got over a thousand of those running around the world, weekly, biweekly. I, I guesstimate that we support at least 10,000 men a week through that process around the world. So that's kind of a big overview of what MKP is. <laughs> and um, so, and what's your role at the moment in the organization? I work for the Mankind Project USA, and I am the communications and marketing director for the Mankind Project USA. I've been in the role for um, going on six years and been part of exciting times with... Uh, you know, we've done a couple of rebrands, a lot of media, digital media stuff has changed, social media has changed, the way that we communicate is, is changing, like, yeah, exciting times. So I, I get to play right here at my desk all day long. <laughs> and um, what, so would you mind giving, uh, I know there's a little bit of a, an idea of it being men's business on the weekend, would you be able to share with us what, what what does the weekend entail to as far as the extent that you can yeah and and i can sh- uh, i can share a lot so mkp.org there's lots of information on mankindproject.org mkp.org or there uh ooh, what is you know i don't know the australian website off the top of my head i think it's just .org.au 
.org.au. There we go. Um, the weekend. So the new warrior training adventure is a 48-hour, deeply experiential, challenging process for men that we bill as a modern initiation. So what does that mean? So I posit that every guy who's born on the planet is born into a culture and gets initiated by the culture into some kind of manhood. And for some of us, that's real healthy. And for a lot of us, that's not real healthy. And a lot of the things that kind of typify, you know, the real man in Western culture is, uh, is pretty broke as far as I'm concerned and uh, doesn't work real well for men's health, doesn't work real well for our families, doesn't work real well for our planet. Would you be able to expand uh, on that? What do you think that um, society's current version of a real man is? So, cool. So I think that in a lot of ways, society's current version of a real man takes some really beautiful, powerful archetypal. There's another word that we'll come back to. Beautiful, powerful characteristics, right? So men have, men are said to have a, a, you know, a competitive drive. Men are said to have a drive to get things done. Men are said to have a drive to uh, want to keep things moving forward. That's sort of in action, right? So if you take those things and you strip away a sense of like purpose, higher purpose. If you strip away a deeply held sense of moral uh, kind of certitude, fortitude, connection, if you strip away the real empathy and compassion and connectivity that is, I believe, a birthright of all human beings, then what you end up with is something that we hear in the New Warrior Training as a soldier of fortune. You end up with a guy who's out there trying to get it, who's out there trying to win, 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 without a bigger sense of purpose or a right sense of place in the world. And that is, in my opinion, can be really destructive. So hyper-masculinity, hyper-violent masculinity, uh, disconnected, isolated masculinity, the kind of mask that guys put on for each other a lot of the time rather than connecting and being real with one another. Great. Thanks Thanks a lot for expanding on that. So, yeah, could we mind if we jump back into what the weekend entails? The training, yeah. yeah. So, so an initiatory process is a process that asks you to go where you might be uncomfortable going. You're going to enter the wilderness. And the wilderness that we're talking about is in your head, heart, and soul. So we are going to invite you to quite literally step up and knock on a door. And when you open that door, you are stepping into the unknown. And the weekend will take you through 48 hours of highly uh, tightly packed processes to connect you to yourself, to get you to look in the mirror 
with brutal honesty at how you lead your life and how you make choices in the world. We'll get you to look at how you interact with other men, how you interact with women, the choices and impacts that you have, intentional and unintentional in the world. And then there's this whole concept that we're walking into of an archetypal framework, a kind of map of understanding uh, the male psyche uh, which has at its heart a kind of Jungian archetypal model, right? So you want to go there? Want to talk archetypes yeah, for a minute? Yeah, we can go if you're ready for it. When you go into the weekend uh, and in the work that we do in the Mankind Project, one of the things that we kind of use as a map, right? It's metaphorical. There are lots of awesome metaphorical maps in the world. This is not literal stuff. This is not biblical stuff. An archetypal map of the lover the warrior, the magician, the king. And when you place yourself in understanding how those energies show up for me, what does it mean in me to inhabit my lover as a man, to connect, to be impassioned, to be able to feel sadness, to be able to really deeply empathize and have compassion? What does it mean to me to step into my warrior that get it done, that active, that present, that sharp and clear? What does it mean to me to step into my magician, that that active power that transforms, that literally, you know, makes magic, makes magic in the world? And what does it mean to step into my king, the one, the sovereign who knows? the white-haired wizard, right? The one who keeps an eye on the whole kingdom and kind of knows the purpose, knows what's gonna happen. So we play with this archetypal framework throughout the New Warrior training adventure. And then when we step through the mirror and into the other side, how do those energies show up in shadow? And shadow was a very big part of the Jungian uh, Jungian psychology, and the shadow is that unconscious stuff, that stuff that is behind me, that stuff that I have buried, repressed, denied, actively or or unconsciously, that trips me up. So how does my lover show up in shadow? My lover shows up in shadow as passive-aggressive, as manipulating, as addictive, instead of open and loving you know how does my magician show up my magician shows up as a predator i'm going to take all of my wisdom all of my intelligence and i'm going to use it to hurt you and to keep others in their place so these are the kind of things that we ask men to look at in their own lives and take some big risks with other men and recognize the it just blows me away the beauty of men when they let down the mask, when they drop the shield and see each other, and when they see themselves, the glow that comes up in men is just, yeah, in 2004, 2004, that's a long time ago. That's 13 years ago I did this thing. I still have a visceral, felt, emotional sense in my body of what it felt like to be in that space. I can still see clearly parts of that weekend 
that are just embedded in my embedded in my body, embedded in my mind and my heart. Mm. Would you mind? Um, you t- you touched on the the magician and the lover. I think these are such like as you say those words, I relate to them, and I think a lot of guys relate to them really strongly. Would you mind just expanding on the the king and the warrior shadow and gold? Yeah, cool. Uh, so that so that warrior in that warrior in his gold, that warrior in his bright presence, is clean, clear, concise. Doesn't cut unless he has to. Knows how to use the proverbial sword and shield effectively in the world to get things done. You know, has mastery, has has presence, has discipline. Takes a breath. You know, the the battle is in your head is right there. And in shadow, that warrior is savage. That warrior is a soldier of fortune, hurting anybody for anything, in service to ill purpose in the world, right? So I see, you know, they're in the United States, and I don't know how much in in Australia, but we have a gang problem in many of our larger cities. So here we have a whole lot of young warriors in service to really negative purpose, but they're striving for something beautiful. Like, that's what I recognize. You know, they want to be initiated. They want to know what that warrior feels like. But there's a a wounded king sitting in the throne. So now we'll go to the king. So the king, in his gold, the king holds the higher purpose of the kingdom. And he is, uh, yeah, he is just, he is wise. He stays above the fray. He keeps things in order, keeps hold of the bigger picture. We associate, we associate the king with like the father sky, the above energy, the big sees all. In shadow, that king is, uh, so if you are, into the Lord of the Rings, right? That's the king sitting on the throne with worm tongue whispering in his ears. That is that is the dead king. That is the king who uh, is trying desperately to maintain a kingdom that needs to change. That is the king in, uh, who creates a perfect purpose that is only self-serving and doesn't serve the needs of those around him. Mm. Yeah. So how does a... Um... How do young men, and do you think young men, can connect to that king energy? I think they absolutely do. Um, and so we talk about young, the young warrior. There's a whole young warrior movement within the Mankind Project now that's that's growing. And what I see in those men is two things. I see a, a desire, a longing, and a yearning to connect to the elders, to connect to uh, an older generation of wisdom and learn from that older generation. And then in their own king, what I see is young guys, 20-year-old 20, 20 guys, 25-year-old guys, 30-year guys who are on fire for what the world is going to look like and on fire for creating a future for themselves and the people around them that requires an incredible grand shared sense of purpose mm. in the world. And that's what the king is all about, cool. is that that positive, powerful purpose. Awesome. So it's not just exclusively for old men. 
sitting on thrones. <laughs> Definitely not <laughs> exclusively for old men sitting on thrones. And that's the beautiful is that you know Jungian. So and those are just some archetypes, right? So Jung would talk about the thousands of archetypes, the myriad archetypes. The archetypes are archetypes are everywhere. Frameworks are everywhere. And we've kind of played on this this theme of the hero's journey that like Joseph Campbell talks about that we see in in film and we picked those archetypes out as a way of moving men through a process uh, to get in touch with themselves. And all of the archetypes, they're not masculine, they're not feminine, they're human. And they, you know, so the king and the sovereign is the queen, is the is the Amazon warrior, is the, you know, the female warrior. Like all of these archetypes have their cohort in both the masculine and the feminine. Mm. Awesome. And um, so I've been participating in a regular I group since I did my training and these are not just exclusively for men who have done the training are they they're also yeah. available there are are there closed groups would you be able to tell us a little bit about that totally um when uh going back going way back the the men who created the new warrior training adventure had no intention of creating community they were just creating weekend they thought they thought guys need something guys need this thing guys who came out of the weekend were like we don't want to stop doing this we want to we want to keep together we want to keep integrating this stuff we want to keep figuring out we want to keep exploring and they started forming men's groups those groups came to be called integration groups which is kind of the you know, integrating more aspects of myself, integrating the learnings of the weekend, integrating more models and maps, integrating more learning. Um, those groups, for a long time, most of them were closed. These days, what we're seeing more and more is uh, what I call an open open men's groups. So, not exactly the same thing as an I group, but men who get together who sit in circle, who tell the truth about themselves, and who support each other to be what they want to be. And and I think that kind of the, the evolution right now for the Mankind Project is, is more and more openness in that. Mm-hmm. Like we want to get with men and we want to offer what we have and we want to get from you what your wisdom is because you're carrying, dude, I don't care who you are, you're carrying brilliance. And we want to sit with you and learn what it is. Totally. Um, so if I'm a guy who hasn't experienced sitting in circle, how do I find out about that? And, you know, like for me, I tried to, um, I think just before I did the, probably six months before I did my, my training, I was like, I'd really started, I'd read King Warrior Magician Lover and I'd read, you know, like I started to read Robert Bly's book and I was like, okay, like I need men's circle. And it was like my brother and our best friend, and we like got together and we were like, "All right, let's 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 have a men's circle." And it was like the three of us, and we ended up just talking about girls and how like our best friend and like how he got like met this other girl and like it just went completely off a tangent. And it was, but there was a hunger in me that mm-hmm. was enough to really search. Um, and connect with the Mankind Project. You know, I just started Googling, looking at King Warrior Magician Lover. So for a guy in that situation, how how do I find out about this? Nice. Um, 
there are there are different flavors of men's group all over the world. Um, there are different organizations. I would say the Mankind Project is probably the largest organization out there uh, running a network of men's groups. So mankindproject.org, um, there you can submit any of the forms on the Mankind Project site. We will relay that information to uh somebody who can connect you with a men's group mm-hmm. um, in so the mankind project australia google mankind project australia you'll find the mankind project australia website contact somebody through there they'll be able to refer you to a men's group uh, there's a dude named brett chernin uh, in australia so now i'm going to give you another another resource uh, who has a uh, who has a men's group map and he's Australian actually and he brought in mensgroupdirectory.com he pulled in different types of men's groups from all over the place and I think he's got pretty good coverage in Australia okay. down there so let me look at that yeah he's got he's got a bunch he's got a lot so he's got 12, 12 men's groups listed in, in uh, Western Australia. Oh, brilliant. That's awesome. Yeah. So that's a, that's one way. Um, yeah. There's a book out there uh, called A Circle of Men that was written by Bill Kauth, who is one of the founders of the Mankind Project. Um, it is, it's been rewritten uh, in the last four years. That is a guide for how to start and run a men's support group. <laughs> I think that would have been handy <laughs> for <Yes>. me. Yes. <laughs> might have kept might have kept you out of that rut that you got into. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's hilarious. And um it can I really want to um encourage guys if you're listening and like um it might sound it might sound a little bit intense and full on. This is one of the best things that I've done in my life um you know not not just talking about the weekend but I'm talking about the the sitting in circle and um you know for some guys even the, the word sitting in circle can seem a bit a bit full on just being in a space where you can go beyond um small talk and just talk about how you how you're feeling is so rare and has been an absolute cornerstone in my life uh since doing it and it's really it's almost as if something was missing and you didn't know what it was and you know having a having a brotherhood that stretches globally um is an added bonus so i just wanted to yeah definitely totally totally unfair advantage a men's (laughs) group will give you an unfair advantage yeah yeah in in any endeavor yeah (laughs) yeah i actually got the idea from a um a friend who i used to sit um catch up with him bondi and sometimes he would check out and he would say he was like man i just it's just unfair that other guys do not have this you know mm. and that was where it, where it originated from um yeah so thanks jake it's tiger I, thank you appreciate it <laughs> i think rip you know riff to riff on that a little bit like so professional athletes you know, the highest caliber athletes, the highest caliber CEOs, the highest caliber human beings on the planet have coaches and mentors and councils and circles that they get together with. And, you know, 
if you're if you are a, a pro golfer it's not just somebody to work on your swing with you like that's great somebody to work on your swing your game's in your head mm. and you know that's where the game is in the head and the heart mm. and this is what i i believe i totally resonate with that like i can't imagine we can talk about my story but i can't imagine what it would have been like last 13 years like i totally i have an unfair advantage over dads mm. other dads i just like no doubt incredible and um well then i'd love to love to hear what you what got you there when it was 2014 how did you get there in the first place 2004 yeah i grew up surrounded by i i've told this story a hundred times i i grew up surrounded by boys and men i have six brothers i grew up with five of them um i had you know i had a dad who's been in my life I'd, i had several stepdads um who were in my life and out of my life and so i grew up surrounded by boys and men i still trust and love and have great relationships with my family my blood relatives my brothers and i moved away and ended up in western massachusetts and i was in a relationship through most of my 20s a relationship with a woman that that i kept choosing over and over that was not very healthy yeah, not healthy for me, not healthy for her. And so I hit 30 and um, that relationship came to an end and I had almost no male friends. I had very few connections, like deep connections. And I wanted, like you were saying, I wanted a brotherhood of guys that I could check in with. I wanted, I didn't even know it was called that at the time, but I wanted people who, who men who would have my back. And I also knew uh, when I started my relationship with the woman who's now been my wife for uh, going on 12 years, Kendra, um, that I didn't want to make the same mistakes that I made in my previous relationship. I didn't want to, you know, the common denominator and the failure of all my relationships was sitting right inside my skin. And I didn't want to screw things up as I had in the past. So I knew about the New Warrior training adventure because almost every other male male, male member of my family had already done it. Wow. And they kept inviting me. So yeah, my first, the first male member of my family went through was Jay. Jay went through in 1996 or 97 when he was 19 years old or something like that. You know, he was like a young, real young guy when he went through, and he came out the other side of that and he was like, "Dude, you have to, you got to do, you got to do this, you got to do this, you got to do this." And can I swear on your blog? Can yeah, I swear oh, on your absolutely. podcast? <laughs> I was like, "Fuck you! I don't want any part of your cult." I don't want any part of that. I got my books. I've read Way of the Peaceful Warrior. I've read The Tao Te Ching. I've read Zen and the Art of Motorcycle Maintenance. I've read The Road Less Traveled. I've, you know, I had stacks of self-help books, right? And no, 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 no. Truth was, scared the hell out of me. It scared the hell out of me to think about opening up, to think about actually taking off that mask. There's so much built up shame and built up, you know, just crap, distrust, distrust of myself, distrust of other men um, that I had to kind of get to the point where I was like, okay, 
uh, all right, I, I got it. I got it. I know I need to do something. I want to do something different. I'm ready to have I'm ready to have more of this new life that I was building for myself. And and uh, so eventually it was it w- was not even a member of my family. It was a chiropractor. I was at a chiropractic appointment and seeing the guy for a couple of weeks, Wayne Garfinkel. Uh, Wayne takes me out in the hallway after after you know particularly good pop. And, uh, and he says, poison, I see that, you know, you're going through some stuff. I can tell there's, there's stuff happening in your body. There's stuff happening with your emotions. I see what's going on with you. Have you ever heard of a thing called the new warrior training adventure? (laughs) And I was like, fuck you (laughs) and laughed in his face and then signed up for the weekend. And, and that was it. Oh, that's brilliant. (laughs) Uh, Is there anything you'd wish you'd known? That would have, like, what would you like to tell a guy who's considering something or can feel that draw? Because guys say, yes, I want to do it. Like, I'm keen, you know, pretty similar to how you just explained it. I feel ready, but it just can fall by the wayside or excuses pop up. Like, what advice would you give to someone that, to help them um, do it? The, one of the things about the hero's journey is you get the call, right? Mm-hmm. And once that red phone starts ringing that red phone is not going to stop ringing. So you can put it off, but you're going to be walking down the street. That red phone's going to start ringing again, you know, or, you know, you're, you're going to trip. <laughs> you're going to, your shadow doesn't care. <laughs> your shadow is going to keep tripping you up yeah. and the phone's going to keep ringing and answer it. Um, and yeah, it's, it's scary. And, and it's also, so much fun and there's so much laughter and there's so much power, the feeling of power. I never felt so powerful in my life mm-hmm. that as you know, that weekend never felt so powerful. And, and I can still feel it. I can still get in touch with that and it's worth it. Yeah. You know, it's worth going through that fear. It's worth going through that obstacle to, to, uh, have what you've always wanted. Would you mind, um, you just touched briefly on the hero's journey. Would you be able to give us, I think, you know, a fair few guys might be familiar with it if they think of Star Wars or whatever. Would you mind running us through uh, briefly what that is? Yeah. There's a beautiful graphic on the mankindproject.org site. It's if you scroll down the page about three quarters down, there's a graphic that is the hero's journey as we do it in the mankind project but the hero's journey is about the call you know something's up you hear a call deep down it's going to be a whisper or you know maybe it's going to be a scream your wife just walked out on you you just got fired you uh you've hit a plateau and for the last five years you've been doing great doing great doing great and you're wondering what the hell is next there is a call and once you answer that call, you step through the doorway and you go on a descent. So this is this is most of the movies, right? This is these are the small battles that lead up to the climax. These are this is like you're gonna get punched, not literally, but you're gonna get you're gonna have to face some stuff. You're gonna have to, to go through some some trials. And as you're going through trials, you know, what often shows up is that mentors show up and help shows up 
and unexplainable things show up to help you keep moving through your journey. And you get to a certain point where you have to face the dragon. And that is the ordeal. So that is the, that's the big fight scene in the movie. Um, most of us have lived that a thousand times vicariously. Many of us have lived that in the real world. We've had to go through. We face, we face dragons. Human beings face dragons. Um, the new warrior training adventure takes you to a very intentional process at that ordeal point that is about connecting your head, your heart, your body, your soul, and you to other men. And it's a powerful process. And then after that, uh, in the in the hero's journey, is the is the reintegration, and the reintegration is about. Uh, capturing the bounty. The, re the reintegration is about telling the story. The reintegration is about celebrating. And the reintegration is about returning home. So you've gone on this journey and then you have to be reintegrated into a community. You have to go back into the real world. And the hero's journey doesn't end there because what you recognize as the hero is that when you get back to the real world, uh, it's Spider-Man. With with great power comes great responsibility. That you then have a responsibility to continue that journey, to continue to grow. Um, and for many of us, for me, and for you know a lot of kinds of heroes, a lot lots of kinds of heroes, they go through their hero's journey and they realize, holy shit, they get back. I have to help others. Yeah, it's not over. It's not over. <laughs> I have to help others. And then on some level, the journey begins again. Mm. Do, you, do you see guys getting uh, stuck at particular points? Along this During journey? the hero's journey? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, there, and for different guys in the New Warrior training adventure, it shows up for different... We talk about guys getting it at different places on the weekend because it's just so... There are so many different types of exercises and so we access so many different things that you know for some guys friday nights like pow pop got it <laughs> boom wide open the rest of the weekend is just like freight train right through the rest of the weekend for some guys me me saturday afternoon just sucked <laughs> saturday afternoon was really hard and and i was like you know there's that part of me that voice in me going i don't want to be here anymore i don't want to do this this is going to be hard i this is this too hard and then i did it anyway you know because i had 60 other guys there supporting me mm -hmm. and i got to see other guys do it i got to see other guys face their fears got to see other guys bust through um and then for some guys, you know, that, so you get through that and then, you know, so this is, here's a, here's a thing that may be typical of guys. If, is this typical of you? Yeah. The big workout. You did it. You just PR'd. You just PR'd friggin' everything. You got it. You're there. Boom. The next two weeks you're eating pizza and pasta and you're out. Right. So for some guys that reintegration, keeping it going, learning habits, learning the practice of personal growth, that's where they get stuck. Mm. Totally. Yeah. Totally. Is there any, um, so for anyone that's interested, um, uh, the guy that sort of fathered all this, Joseph Campbell, uh, Boyson mentioned earlier, but I'll put some stuff in the show notes, and he has um, really great audio lectures 
Um, he's a great he's a great speaker and it's really enjoyable. It's not like um, it's not very dry. He makes he's a funny guy, and it really helps me to connect. Um, you know, speak from my experience to my myth and the images that that show up because these these stories are universal, but the way that they show up in our lives can be different. Um, so for me, even though I don't really relate to Christianity um, too much mm-hmm. anymore at all the images and symbols and themes are what i grew up with and that is how the story shows up in my own life um and uh, yeah heck yeah i love stories i love myths and even you know yeah i love all kinds of myths and and now years later playing with new kinds of myths is also really fun so you know what kind of hero's journey was that what kind of hero's journey is in getting mixed into other traditions is is really awesome mm-hmm. um and mythopoetics so you know this whole men's movement in the united states they called it the mythopoetic men's movement and that is what the mankind project kind of grew out of and mythopoesis mythopoesis is the process by which story changes reality and you know that is a functional thing in all of us we think that we think that we're rational and the research proves us wrong over and over we're not rational creatures mm-hmm. we're emotional storytellers yeah and the stories shape our world totally. um so i'm really curious going off the off on that little bit of a track i um so at some points when i've done you know meditations and um sort of dynamic meditations and then lie down. I, I have a younger brother who I'm very close with um, after going through some personal development stuff and we used to hate each other when we were younger. But, um, yeah, two peas in a pod now. But something that I, yeah, lying down doing after this dynamic meditation, I lay down and just let myself go. And these images, it was like, it was like running through a... It was like running through time. And there were, it was running through history and there were these images and I grew up reading books and about warriors and all these sort of things. But it was two brothers and fighting, camaraderie, overcoming obstacles and that the real, the warrior, um, the samurai, you know, the young knight, those sort of things I really relate to uh, are the images and uh, themes that I relate to. I'm just curious, is there anything similar to that in your own life that you relate to? Um, I've got so this this is fun. Uh, I'm a bit of a bit of a genealogy study, and um, Hodgson Hodgson is my last name. Hodge the Hodge uh, was the lead spear in battle. Was was the the first spear thrown, and so the Hodge son is the son of the spear thrower, and. There has been, before I even knew that, there has always been that in me. Like, and living living as I do now, like, I am aware of that in me that is upfront ready. And, you know, my, my mission is to transform culture by co-creating space for connection. Oh, mission. Yeah. You're going to come out of the new warrior training adventure 
with a mission that you wrote based on your deepest needs and your biggest gifts. Like, do you want that? Do you want to have a sense of purpose that inspires you to get up in the morning and be your highest self? I didn't know that I wanted that, but damn, has it made a difference in my life? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So that has always resonated for me. And I've done a whole lot of genealogy research now that takes my family back to Vikings, which, um, which just feels right. And it's also led me through a whole lot of fields of, of, uh, this may not be as, as relevant to you or feel as true to you, but you know, for me in the United States, um, living and understanding my whiteness very differently, understanding the privileges that I have been given through generations and generations, understanding my relationship to understanding my relationship to all that has changed a lot as I've gotten more into this. It's humbled me. It's humbled me. And, and I'm grateful for that. That's awesome. Thanks for sharing boys. Um, I really like, I like that. Hodgson, that's 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 sick. <laughs> yeah, that's great. It's, so, um, it's cool. what what makes you feel alive? When you feel alive, what are you doing? Oh, cool. Um, when I'm feel, yeah. So, designing. I've I've been a designer long before I knew about men's work. Um, I started drafting and designing, and and uh, I feel alive when I am you know, laying out stakes in the backyard for our, our next project of landscaping. I feel alive when, uh, that's, so that's kind of the outside world. I feel so alive when I am parenting and in the zone of, of being a present, connected, available dad. And I know in it, it can feel it's a, you know, like, yes, that was it. Yes. I, I love that. And facilitating, you know, facilitation might be a weird, weird word for you, but being in circle uh, with guys, being in a men's group and uh, asking dead simple questions that uh, make a guy's eyes go wide. You know, what are you getting out of that? <laughs> oh, <laughs> Like I'm in the zone. I'm in the zone when when that happens. I'm, I'm like laughing because I know that that I know what it feels like to be that guy. <laughs> you're like, you're like, oh shit! He sees me. It's like there's no escape. <laughs> he sees me, and that and being seen too, right? Man. It's so. Damn, I'm so grateful. When I came out of the New Warrior Training Adventure, I joined a men's group. All the guys in that men's group were at least 15 or 20 years older than me. Mm. I was 31 years old when I went through the training, and they just loved the shit out of me and were there to hold me as I walked through all that shame that I had talked about. Mm. As I walked through that, the self-hatred and hatred of men and distrust of men and all of that stuff that I saw around me growing up, I learned learned a lot of like interesting lessons about what it looks like to be a man 
from uh, divorce and remarriage and divorce and remarriage and divorce and remarriage and divorce, you know, like on both sides of my family and watching my brothers go through divorce and watching my parents and all of this stuff. I didn't trust men for shit. And I came out of the new warrior training adventure and those men held me and loved me and, and, uh, helped me through that so that I can trust men, trust myself and, uh, and know that I'm, I'm on the path for myself. And like, lastly, what do you, what do you think men need in the world right now? Um, non-refusal is, is a new term that I'm playing with. Um, nope, nope, not that, not that, not a woman, not, no, no, not girly. No, not that, not that I'm not, I'm not emotional. I'm not that I'm fine. I'm good. Everything's fine. Let's stop refusing all that stuff. And I think men need to slow down, look in the mirror and actually see that their vulnerability is probably the only thing that is going to save our species. Like male vulnerability, admitting and knowing and understanding in a minute by minute basis that we are vulnerable creatures and also beautiful, powerful, strong, able to connect, able to make a difference in the world. I think that's what we need. Perfect. Thank you so much for taking the time, man. Uh, this has been... That was really great. I really enjoyed that. Um, so, yeah, thanks a lot for tuning in, guys. Uh, I'll send you some details of the Mankind Project and all of that good stuff in the show notes, the books that we talked about. And I'm going to ask Boyson um, if he's got any books to recommend once we shut off. So thanks, man. Appreciate it. Later. Thank you. How good was that? So sick. That's awesome. Thanks for listening to the end. If you're still here, you are definitely the sort of guy that would love to go leave a review on this podcast. I can tell. You're just sitting there and you're like, man, I just I just wish Josh would shut the fuck up so I can go and leave him in a great review and tell him how awesome he is. Thanks, man. I, I really appreciate that.